Lucky I met the Tates, bro. Like, I told him my whole story, bro. I was like, look, bro, I went through this, this, and this. He looked at me dead straight in the eyes. Bro, I don't give a fuck. He doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't even give a fuck. It's in the past. Stop living in the past or you're going to be depressed. If you live in the future, you're going to be anxious. And if you live in the present, watch your life change and watch you believe and be happy within yourself. I'm going to gamble all my life. If I live, I have a purpose. If I don't, then I don't have a purpose. Travel the world with him to shoot content for him. And I was like, no fucking way. Like, I just left YKTR, made my first 15K month. And now this random freaking millionaire is asking me to travel the world, jump in Lamborghinis, helicopters, meet the Tates. I was like, what the fuck is my life? Bro, honestly, I've worked on myself. No one realizes how hard it is. I could have chose the easy option, taking drugs, party every weekend, do nothing with my life. Or I go the other route, where I take the fucking craziest risk, do whatever the fuck I want and like work my ass off. And since that day, bro, like I literally do whatever I want every single day. Like I can go travel tomorrow and I'll still make money. My name is Caleb Cronius and this is the Life, Money and Love podcast. Just quickly before we get started, guys, if you've been enjoying the podcast, can I please ask that you consider leaving a five-star review and subscribing or whatever platform you've been listening. It really helps the podcast grow. Just a quick disclaimer before we start, this conversation does go quite deep uh, and we do discuss mental health, suicide and self-harm. But uh, without further ado, let's get into it. We're just chatting off air. Um, it's going to, I don't know, this podcast go anywhere and could get a little bit emotional. Uh, I was just saying to Caleb, who we have on, um, that last night, like, Obviously, I'm almost 30 now, so 29, um, 30 later in the year. And as you start getting older, you start having these realizations about your, your, your childhood and the experiences you had to go through. And you realize, like, you internalize all this stuff and you, and you, and you, and you have these coping mechanisms that you've, you've built for yourself. And then, like, it serves you. And then you get to certain stages of your life and you realize you need to face these things to grow and get to the next level. So, yeah, it was an emotional night a little bit for me in a good way, but just, like, Learning about yourself, bro. It's such a cathartic experience and it's so important. So could get emotional, man. How did you, how did you deal with it last night? <sighs> bro, just realizing, man, like the things, cause I, I've always, I won't go into too much detail with it. Cause I'm still figuring all this stuff out myself. Like I said, I, I had these realizations last night, but it's like, I, I, I always said, and, and I've said this on the podcast. This is what's so funny. I was laughing with Mel about it last night. Literally. I've said it probably two, three times on this fucking podcast, which has only been going for not even a year. So really recently saying like, Growing up without my dad, like that experience didn't affect me. And it, it, what I realized last night, it wasn't the experience of growing up without my dad that, that's really affected me because I'm so grateful for everything that I did have. I, I, I was so close with, with my mum and my grandparents. But what I realized, it's like when I moved from living with my mum and my grandparents to, to my new family then, which I was five years old and living in a house with three four older step siblings who were essentially strangers, a stepdad who was good, but like a, a stranger at that point. And I just had to be so self-sufficient. I had to wear the burden of that decision for us to move forward in life. And as a five, five-year-old kid, you shouldn't have to, to, to handle that much pressure and stress, but. Hey, look at you now. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. So um, yeah, bro, it was an emotional night. So it'll be fun. Um, but Caleb, obviously there's a lot of things I want to chat to you about for people that don't know, kind of hard to um, describe uh, in, in terms of when I intro people and like who you are, what you do, you, you've, you've had a, had an interesting life, very interesting life. You've done some really cool things over the last few years. I want to touch on a few different places, but for people that don't know you, Caleb Kronios, um, started, uh, you worked a few years ago as the videographer for YKTR, um, which, which obviously would have been a sick experience working with those boys. Um, then you worked there for a couple of years. You decided to then, which we'll, we'll go into detail, decided to then go and leave and back yourself and, 
and do it on your own. The, the month after you left, you did your first 15K month. So as a what, 17, 18-year-old kid at the time, fucking massive to do. Dude, yeah, I was 18, bro. I, was, I couldn't stop smiling, bro. Straight yeah. away, I told my dad, I was like, yeah, bro, my dad used to not believe in me like with photography and stuff. Mm -hmm. He's like, bro, you're not making any money. Go get a trade and stuff. This was before YKTL. Yeah. And bro, when I told him I made 15K in a month, he's like, are you selling anything? Yeah. He's like, no, no, no. Kind of makes the decision um, worth it, right? Obviously a big risk. You're leaving a, a really exciting company, which we'll, we'll go into that. Um, but then some other things I really want to spend time talking about, obviously, within a couple months of that, you're obviously making all your own content, blowing up all over the world, getting invited over to, flown all around Europe, spent four days with, with Andrew Tate, obviously fucking a mind-blowing experience for a kid from, yeah. from Blacktown, from Western Sydney. Um, and now you're doing really cool things. You've got your own university teaching people how to fucking leave their, their nine to five job that doesn't fulfill them. Um, but again, for anyone that knows you, they'll know how much mental health is a part of who you are and, and, and everything that you've gone through and all the trauma that you've, you've faced. So much trauma I want to talk about because all the stuff that you've had to go through, man, like I'll say this now as someone in the, in, in the vibe of what I, I went through last night, man, none of that was your fault. And, and it wasn't fair that you had to deal with that shit, bro. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not fair that you had to deal with it, but, and we'll, we'll speak about that, but like where you've, it seems from my, me doing my research on you, where you've gotten to now is that'll always be a part of you, but it's like the experiences I feel like you've gone through over the last year, you've realized that that can be a part of you, but the only thing you can really do is, is accept that and move forward and approach the future with excitement and like just fucking make what you have the best life that you can live. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So let's start with um, like the YKTR stuff. Cause I know you, as you said, as we said, you're a, a Western Sydney boy as well. Footy, played footy, um, played like for Penrith, yeah, a few grades coming through or? Uh, Penrith and Parramatta. Yeah. Yeah. Footy was everything for you coming up. Yeah, coming bro. Up. Like my whole dream growing up was to be a rugby league player. Mm. And it's crazy to think like I'm complete opposite. I don't watch footy anymore. I don't like footy. Like wow. it's crazy, dude. Like I got concussed. That's why I can't play anymore. But it was like the best thing that's ever happened. Like, so crazy because my brother as well, he played th for West all through the grades, played for Italy a um, couple of different times. Um, and he had two back-to-back -back ACLs, which oh, yeah. fucked, man. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's like when, when you're a kid and everything that you've always aspired to do gets kind of ripped away from you, it can either be a really negative thing or you can find a, the really great thing in it and it'll take you actually closer to your purpose. But as that footy player, obviously, I'm sure, and a content creator, you would have been all over the YKTR stuff. Was that like a bit of a dream job for you at the time? Yeah, it was, bro. I used to look up to Ice a lot in high school when I was like 15, 16. He would be the only guy doing vlogs at the time. And um, my whole family supported Para. So I'd watch his vlogs all the time. And like, he was a good guy to look up to. And still to this day, like, I look up to him. Like, he's taught me a lot through my life. But yeah, bro, it was amazing work in there. Like, I can't... Mm. Yeah, bro, I got a mad opportunity. How did you get that job? Like, was it just the standard application process or how'd that happen? No, nah, so I knew Justin Horro mm -hmm. because his dad was my rugby league coach oh, in wow. under 17s or something like that for Glenmore Park. And then me and Scope uh, did a sand dune run one time in Cronulla in God's country. Wow. <laughs> As they say. <laughs> oh, we've had so many shy people on this podcast. I love it, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but basically like we did sand dunes this one time and we followed each other on social media. I chucked up this cliff jumping video that had nothing to do with like anything. It was just my mate doing like a backflip in slow motion. And then Skip's like, yo, like come in for an interview tomorrow. We're looking for a videographer. Wow. Next day, walked into the office, met all the boys. And I was like, bro, at like 16, I was like, what the fuck? Like, 
Because you're a shy kid back then, hey? Yeah, bro. Like, I'm so different now. It's crazy. Like, How did you go meeting all these people that I'm sure you'd seen on TV and playing footy and stuff? Oh, I can't describe it, bro. Like, at the time, because I was so shy and, like, I wasn't used to it. Because, like, obviously I wanted to make rugby league. So these guys are, like, my inspiration. Dude, I walked in the room. I'd start sweating. I'd start shaking and stuff. And I had, like, really bad anxiety when I was younger. And, dude, like, I was just freaking out. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> mm. so. And is it, you know what else? This is completely random, but... I thought it was so funny, like one of your favorite plays, uh, Kalen Ponga, when, he, when we got to meet him and followed you. Bro, don't you think you look like Kalen Ponga a bit? Does anyone else <laughs> think that you look like Kalen Ponga? Bro, everyone, yeah, everyone says oh, that. I thought that was <laughs> so fucking funny, man. Um, but yeah, I want to I speak to you about that concussion, bro, because I, ending your career at such a young age, it must have been pretty severe concussion. Talk to me about how that happened and how you were feeling afterwards. Dude, weird story. Like last night, I had a flashback of it. But basically what happened was um, I played fullback same position as Ponga too, but um, I got kicks in the you back. You got the good goosey as well. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, but I got kicks in the back of the head, like right on the back of like the, uh, whatever it's called. Yeah. And um, basically black and white straight away. Um, I had nerves go through my spine, down my arms. Straight away I had um, a seizure, I think it's called. And dude, like apparently spit was coming out of my mouth. And bro, I just remember like my soul coming out of my body. I could hear everyone talk to me and I was like just looking at myself. And my dad's like, wake up, son. I was out for like six minutes, bro. And I was like, I thought I was dead. I was like, fuck, is this like the end of me? Because everything was black and white. Hearing this ringing, I was like, nah, this is fucked. That's so crazy, bro. How did yeah, it, how, like, how did it, how did you get kicked in the head? Oh, just because like they did a grubber, mm -hmm. went to dive. And like, instead of kicking the ball, like he kicked my head. And yeah, dude, it's like, honestly, the most scariest thing in my life. Like I do a lot of dumb shit. Like I light my hand on fire. I'll jump off any cliff. But like this one particular moment, I was like, holy shit, I actually might die. And that was the rugby league career over? Well, no, I played a game after that. Two weeks later, I played again. You played two weeks after that? Bro, it was the dumbest thing I've ever done. Like yeah. I was in hospital for like 24 hours. Um, I felt sick as I was vomiting. Two weeks later, I was like, fuck, let's just go. Because that's what you do as a footy player. You're just so eager to get back in. Jump back on the field, catch the ball, first run, dink, my head, I was out. <laughs> wow. Just like that. So again, I was like, Kalen Ponga, unfortunately. Bro, yeah, he's – honestly, if I was him, I would freaking leave the game. It's hard, bro. Look, he's so, he's still so young, but, man, take a year off at least. Bro, you know? I, like, I've, I'll have i probably get dementia earlier. That's how, like, bad it is. Mm. Like, the doctors – What do you what do you think about all the – you see how – you don't really watch footy. I don't know how much you follow the stuff, but I think it's good all the concussion stuff that they're bringing. And you've got to protect the players, man. As much as it's, like, the old-school footy mentality, you just play through it. Bro, all these – fucking young kids are going to have dementia in their 40s, 50s, 60s. Not Literally, bro. It. It's not even worth it. Yeah. And, yeah. like, now that I've seen the world, how small footy is, like, not even being disrespectful, but rugby league is that small. Yeah, talk to me about that, that realisation when, like, oh, you bro, it's like, like you said, it's, it's New South Wales and Queensland really is the only Literally, bro, like, New South Wales, Queensland, maybe Perth for state of origin, but, like, you travel the world, you realise we're, like, little ants, no one gives a fuck about anyone. And, like, sport's just a distraction in a way, like, it's like back in the fucking day, bro. They used to like fight each other and shit. It's just sport, basically. It's just yeah. Then people to distract themselves. <laughs> yeah, oh, bro, exactly. But I think I I love sport and like I think sport is a great release and and it is a great distraction. But too, I feel like too many people use sport as um, the same way they use like alcohol as like coping mechanism because they hate their fucking life. They just yeah, that's what I was going to get into. Get to the like, weekend, they drink and watch footy and like it's sweet, but then they hate Monday to Friday again. Bro, there's like proper fans out there that get tattoos and stuff like that. Like they can live their own life. Everyone like wants to do different things, but people literally put their lives on watching other people live their life. It's like, why don't you just live your life? 
Are you want to live it? I, I think so too. But I think so too. I agree with you. I don't think everyone's like me and you. No, obviously. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not everyone wants to. Well, not everyone can, but not everyone wants to. And like, I think it's great for, for a lot of people that do find anyone that can find any sort of purpose in their life. I'm not going to knock it. You know what I mean? Everyone's different. But um, after that second head knock, was that like your dad was like, bro, Caleb, please stop? Or? Bro, it wasn't even up to my dad. I just said to myself, I was like, well, I told my dad, bro. My dad like loved me playing footy. He always watched me and stuff. And I was like, dad, I can't, I can't play. Eh? It's like all good. Like I trust you with what you do. My dad always backs me, bro. Like my dad's my best mate. He's like, whatever you do, just like put a hundred percent effort in. Mm. I was like, now that I don't have to concentrate on footy and videography, I can straight concentrate on videography. So, and hundred percent as uh like my brother, before he got those two ACLs, we kind of saw it as like a, um, a blessing in disguise because in like the two years before that, he probably had like five concussions as like a, he would have been probably 18 ish as well. So yeah. like having that many concussions as a young kid, it's not fucking good, bro. Bro, my whole career, I probably had about 15 bad ones. Yeah, I know. I started when I was like eight years old. I had my first concussion. So... It's so scary, man. It's, it is, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's so scary. Were you were you working? Were you already working at YKTI when you when you quit? Bro, footy honestly, or? I had the best support. Like, I remember I cried to Chico, bro. Like, I was like, bro, he come outside and he's like, bro, I, I feel you, man, and like, mm. bored my eyes out. Because they'd get it, bro. They know that yeah, one been day they've it, all yeah. got to, you know, make that decision and move on. Really, bro, I had the best support. Like, I can't complain. Mm. So, and with that support, you you've you've said like, you saw Ice as like more of a mentor than a boss. And you used to have like a lot of like deep conversations with him and you were going through a lot of your own personal things at the time. What do you think that like gave you at that time more than just a job? Well, bro, at the time, like I used to write a lot down. I used to ask him a lot of questions just because I was always like, I love learning and I would ask him questions, but like, I didn't really realize what he was saying until like now. And I'm still like growing up, like most things I say are probably dumb or like I'm still trying to learn. But um, yeah, bro, I just wrote everything he said. And now that I get older, I'm like starting to realize what he said. And it makes sense. Yeah. It's so funny. Like you're still so young, but you would have, at this age, you're changing so much to who you were a year ago, three years ago. You bro, know it's happening I mean? so quick. Like last year, bro, at the start of the year, I was so shy. Like you wouldn't even, I would not jump on this podcast. I'd be freaking out. Well, the thing is as well, like we, was, we were saying right before we started recording, bro, what we were doing when we were 19, what I was doing, what was I doing? I was doing nothing because I dropped out of uni because I fucking hated it. It's like, you're going to grow up so quickly. I've grown up so quickly when you have your own business, when you're, when you've got all these extra things on, you got to think so much more like an adult. You understand pressure. You understand making money for yourself. It makes you grow up and learn so much quicker. So doing that at such a young age, you're going to learn so much. And, and you mentioned a lot of the things that he said didn't make really sense to you at a time, which it doesn't when you're so young. And they are starting to make sense. Now, one of the things he said is like, Discipline. He used discipline as motivation. That didn't really make sense. Yeah, I asked him, I was like, what motivates you? And he's like, motivation? I was like, yeah. He's like, no, nah, bro, it's discipline. I was like, I didn't, I was like, what the fuck's he saying? Like, yeah. But I still wrote it down and then I look at it now. I'm like, oh, that's what he meant. Mm. But just back with the growing up thing, bro, I feel like people like us, because we went through shit as a kid, it makes you grow up a lot faster. Well, that's the thing. I am, um, I, everyone goes through their own shit. I'm not saying my the stuff i went through was bad i'm just like bad comparatively to everyone but i'm just saying i didn't realize i went through something well bro it's not a competition like everyone goes through different things yeah like, someone could cry over like their toe getting trauma yeah. like everyone it, goes through different it's just crazy bro and like tell me as well you growing up as as a, as a kid from western sydney didn't have a lot of money 
How did then that motivate you to want to go ahead and make footy so big and then everything you do now? Is that a part of the motivation, do you think? Bro, money wasn't even on my mind. It was just to like, I don't know, I had a bad relationship with my mom. Um, so like I went through a lot as a kid with my mom and my stepdad and I didn't get to meet my real dad till I was like five years old. I've never said this on the podcast, but um, basically I just want to make my dad proud, bro. Like that's genuinely like why I'm like alive. <laughs> you. Your dad's like sacrificed everything for you, right? Done so much for you. Literally, bro, I say it all the time. Like, my dad is my Jesus, bro. Wow. Literally fucking died on the cross, so. That's like my mum for me, man. Honestly. That's like, good, bro. It's your motivation. It's yeah, like, that's like my mum for me. And, like, that's why, like, it was an interesting thing to realise last night that even back then, even as a five-year-old kid, I knew it was the right thing to do and I, I would have made the same decision. Because, what, what it, cause like, you don't want to see your mum – lonely see you know what I mean like you don't you wouldn't wish out on it and I and I somehow I understood that as a five-year-old kid and even speaking to my family and I said how was I back then because I'm, I'm trying to reflect and understand what I was like was I really sad and like no you, you handled it really well it's like I had to handle it really well but the thing I realized like even though it was the right thing it was fucked to have to have so much burden as a five-year-old kid to to look after yourself and 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 not seem upset when you're taken out of one situation that was like heaven on earth for me and then go into this completely other unfamiliar situation. Yeah, bro, it's fucked. Like, yeah, anyway, I'm not, I'm not here. This isn't, I'm not here to. Um, no, bro, it's good. Like, yeah, honestly, yeah. like a lot of people probably relate to you and you're probably helping like mm. maybe 500 people. Like you never know. Well, I want to get into all that um, a little bit later with you and, and, and all the benefits of you talking about stuff. But I want to ask one last thing about the YKTR experience. Um, and before we get on to kind of the next phase of, of your life and everything you've done now, how did that conversation go? And, and talk to me about the reason that you ended up leaving YKTR and how that came about in that conversation. Right. I've never actually been asked this, bro. Um, basically I asked, asked for like a pay rise cause I would spend hours, bro, like editing, creating these like weekly vlogs, the clothing line videos. And now I look at it now, I'm like, fuck, I could probably could have been like, probably could have made 20k like weeks easily mm. especially because i was getting better and better and i just like saw freelancers make more money and um alex mendoza's girlfriend actually she was a freelancer and she would just make all this money i was like bro like how are you doing that she's like i just believe in myself and like just charge whatever i want i was like fuck i got to like experience that and when she told me that bro i was like maybe i can do that mm. and i just kept asking i was like bro can i get a pay rise and he said to me you're not worth that much and I actually said that on the podcast and he said, you're still not worth that much. But I was like, fuck, I met Andrew Tate and shit. Like, yeah, but surely I, like. I, I understand what he's saying, but it's not, he's thinking as a business, as a business. And I'm a but business But it makes owner. sense. Like it was an office job. So like. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But like, if you're the type of person that realizes that, then go, you have to go out on your own. And that's exactly, why he would have yeah. respected your decision. You know what I mean? I'm sure he would have been like, oh, good luck in a way. Like oh, everyone, it, was more, it was more like a relationship breakup, bro. Like, <laughs> fuck, it, it wasn't like smooth going. Yeah, yeah. Like, I still haven't talked to James Ayara, bro. Like, we oh, wow. have not spoke. But um, me and I didn't speak for, like, freaking months, bro. Like, I only spoke to him recently. Mm. Um, So, like, it did go up and down. Um, But, yeah, bro, it was, like, the best decision I ever made. Like, people are messaging me saying, oh, you're greedy and shit like that. I'm like, am I greedy or am I trying to do what's best for me and my dad? Like, Yeah, I absolutely – I think you did the – I think you made the right decision, but I 100% understand from ISIS perspective. Yeah, so you do I. You can't yeah. just pay an employee – xyz because they could do that otherwise it's just, it's just not realistic um 
But yeah, it's like a, such a big, like at times dysfunctional, but family connection at that place. So obviously it served you in, in, in a lot of really positive ways. And like what you did straight away after that obviously is, is testament to that. If you had to think of one thing that's stuck, uh, stayed with you from your time there, whether from us or just the experience or any other of the boys, what do you think is like the one thing that you learned there that you hold on to? Just confidence and connections, like being confident with who you are, like self-belief, bro. Like if you believe in yourself, you're like unstoppable. Mm. And when I started believing in myself, the amount of opportunities I get, like I believe in myself that much, other people, like other people believe in me. So if I said I make a meal this week, you probably believe me just because like I believe in myself that much. Mm. It's just like all mindset, really. So did you not have a lot of self-belief or you always had a lot of self-belief? No, I never, bro. <laughs> like even now that I look back at footy, I probably could have made it higher if I believed in myself. For sure. So many times where I'd be training and I would just be like, fuck, this guy's better than me. He can pass better. He can step better. But now when I do it with videography, I'm like, fuck, I'm the best freelancer in Australia. Like mm -hmm. no one's going to beat me. That's it, bro. And that's the thing. It's, it's, it's crazy that you were able to build that so quickly over like a, a period of what, how long do you think it was from – when you started being aware of that to the point now where you're like, I just believe in myself to the max. Well, I'm going to skip like a couple of like points, but it was when I tried to commit suicide, bro. Mm -hmm. um, I basically gambled my life. I was like, look, if I live, I literally filmed it, bro. I'm making a documentary on it. I filmed myself talking to the camera. I was just like, look, I'm gambling my life. If I live, I'm meant to live. But if I die, it's because I had no purpose. And when I like, I obviously like I'm still alive. <laughs> I overdosed. Yeah. Um, I slit my wrist and stuff. And I was lucky to be alive, bro. And um, I was just in hospital for like 56 hours, bro. Didn't sleep for three days straight. And um, bro, I was just sitting there by myself and I was like, fuck, like, what is my purpose? And I just like kept asking myself. It makes me fucking like so emotional because like so much shit's happening right now as well in my life. But I just tried figuring out what my purpose was. And I was like, my purpose is to like give the life my dad deserves to inspire other people and prove everyone wrong that didn't like believe in me, so. And it's like you you felt like you had no purpose in that moment, but it's like that experience is like fueled what your purpose is now, you know what I mean? Literally bro, like I ask most of my students every day, like why do you wake up in the morning? Like why do you wake up in the morning? Mm. To fucking have fun, honestly. Fun's a massive, um, fun is, is and like fun is the biggest motivation in my life now. It's not money anymore. Once you get a bit of money, you start to realize, honestly, I know you've spent heaps of time with like fucking multi, multi-millionaires, billionaires, and, and that lifestyle is really sick. And of course, I don't not want to make that much money, but I would rather make uh, a few million a year and just absolutely enjoy everything I do and have fun rather than make a hundred million a year and be depressed and just always thinking about money. Yeah, so freedom. Oh, freedom for sure, yeah. That's what I want, bro, just freedom. Like, I just want to be free. Just a fucking bird flying away, you know? <laughs> you said when you left YKTR... And we'll get back into all that stuff as well. You said you felt kind of like a bird that got freed from a cage. Yeah, bro. So Ice basically told me, he told me a story about him stop playing rugby league. He's like, man, I just felt like I was freed from my cage and I was just flying into the open. Bro, the day after I quit, I woke up that morning, had the best sleeping of my life, fucking got out of my bed and I was like, holy shit, like I can do whatever the fuck I want. And since that day, bro, like I literally do whatever I want every single day. Like I can go travel tomorrow and I'll still make money. Yeah. It's like, that's, I can the, that's the crazy thing. Like people are so lucky nowadays. Like there's so many ways to make money. 
Bro, the, like, you can do it. Whether social it media is free. Social media, <laughs> e-com, what I do. There's a million things you can do using the internet to make money. And that's the thing. What was the moment for you that you realized that um, this nine to five isn't for me, that I can't do it? Bro, honestly, I was like tempted to quit for like six months. Like I'd, I I was happy being there. Like it was so fun. That's why I didn't want to leave. Mm. And we had such a good family. I was like, fuck, I really want to grow this and build this. But I was just like, no, nah, I just need to like be free. I need to do my own shit. Cause like I want to do my own YouTube. I want to create my own platform. Like I want to inspire people, which I'm like slowly doing now mm-hmm. by myself. I don't want like to be a, like, it sounds greedy and selfish, but I don't want to do it under someone else's name. Yeah. Oh, bro. There's no way that that's greedy. Like if that's what you feel called to do, everyone should do it. Everyone is like so many people. I don't know. Did you get any hate? Like you said, some people were saying greedy. Did anyone like, did you get any hate after you left? Or like, what the fuck are you doing? Or you're an idiot or. Bro, genuinely no one really knew me. Okay. <laughs> it's just the recently with the podcast. Yeah. I get a lot of messages now saying like either you've inspired me with the mental health thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you've inspired me to quit my job or like figure out something else to do. Or there's the negative side where it's like you're like scope, you're greedy and stuff like that. I'm like, bro, like the boys are just fucking doing what they want. Like it's yeah. not. And Ice is doing better things now anyway. I told Ice like this is a new chapter for you. Yeah. Like he can literally do whatever he wants with a new piece of paper. Like A, a lot of the times when people say shit like that, bro, it's – because they, they don't have the balls to, to to take that risk themselves. So it makes them feel shit. Bro, I don't give a fuck. I don't even respond. Like, yeah. I just look at them like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And like. <laughs> you quit, you're free. Awesome. How do you then make 15K straight away the first month? Bro, like when I say like I grind, like I've been grinding since the age of 16. Straight away when I left school, like I literally don't sleep. Like you can ask my mates, bro. I literally chuck it on my story. I'm up at like 3 a.m. It is like it is bad. I know it's unhealthy. But if I can do it till I'm 21, because I've told myself I'm going to be a multimillionaire at 21, then I can do whatever I want and train and stuff. And I am still training. Like, I'm still healthy. How it's many just, hours do you think you sleep a night? Probably like four and five, four to five hours. And every day, pretty much. Well, besides the holiday I just had, I was like chilling, mm. sleeping and shit. But Man, I don't know how you do it, bro. I um, bro, honestly, I'm like, I don't know, going through the suicide, bro. Like, I literally like, fuck, I don't care if I like, it sounds dumb, but I don't care if I'm alive or not. So many people, not so many, I've heard that from so many people. It's like from people that have tried to take their own life and survived. It's like, that's the start of your new life where it's like, fuck it. It's all a bonus. I'm just going to fucking go for it all. Bro, have fun. It's like you'd fucking do whatever the fuck you want. Do you feel like in a weird way the pressure's off now? Yeah, bro. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like when you go through suicide, it's just like, you just feel free and you just like, don't give a fuck what anyone says because you've literally killed yourself already like i'm not saying i feel dead because i feel amazing my highs and lows are really high and really low um but bro honestly like yeah it's just fuck i don't know how to explain it i'm not going to say it's good like don't do it but it's just made me who i am like i don't care what anyone says well, let, let, let's talk about that moment that night because it fucking obviously changed your life forever right yeah bro i s- still think to it like till this day like it- what What's going through your head? Because obviously you were struggling with depression for a while. What's what's going through your head uh, that night where you just like, you, like it's tonight, I can't take it anymore? I just want to clear something up real quick. I've never done drugs because <laughs> people think I was depressed because of drugs, but um, I've been diagnosed with depression, PTSD, schizophrenia, which is a fucking weird one, um, anxiety. Um, and bro, honestly, like recently I think I've got P, uh BPD, borderline personality disorder. Because yeah. my moods are just like so up and down, bro. And I copy different people, how they act and stuff. 
But um, yeah, I just wanted to clear that up. <laughs> yeah, that's all good. But um, see, this is what I mean, bro. Like, and I'm sure you don't. And I know we just met, we've chatted a few times online. Like, none of that shit. Oh, you probably don't, but like, none of that shit's your fault, bro. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you've 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 had to cop Fuck, all this don't stuff. Don't make me cry now, bro. <laughs> you've had to cop all this stuff, man. Yeah. And you have a right to feel however you fucking want to feel about that. There's no. You've had to cop way more than, and I know it's not a competition. You've had to go through so much hard shit that. Most people couldn't fucking even imagine. Yeah, fuck. That you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you can feel however the fuck you want, bro. No one, there's no rule book on how you process this shit. To, to be where you are today and like you, you, you're feeling, but you obviously you have your highs and lows, but bro, you've fucking already won, man. I hope so. Yeah. I don't feel like I have, bro. Like until- I've... No, but the fact that you're still here and you've got yeah. all this opportunity and you're starting to understand all this shit and like you're still so young, bro. You're 10 years younger than me. All this stuff that you just figured out and diagnosed with, Man, this is just the start of a lifetime of fucking you figuring this shit out and growth, bro. But it's like, it's just, it's not, none of it's your fault for all that shit that happened. You know what I mean? It's not fair, but. Bro, that's my problem, bro. Like, I feel like everything's my fault. Like, uh, I had a, my best mate passed away. Basically, um, we filmed a video and I painted a box car, made it like a real car, bro. And I filmed this video where I hit him with the car and he died the exact same way a week later. And bro, like it's fucking, I think about it every day. I'm like, fuck, this is my fault. And my Ayiya, which is my nan in Greek, passed away literally like two weeks ago. And like the last conversation I had with her, bro, was like honestly the most deepest conversation of my life. And um, bro, I just can't explain it. Like she was like my mom to me and um, she literally taught me like how to live and like, like, oh, bro, I don't know how to explain it. It's just, she taught me so much and I just feel like everything's my fault. Like I could have made more time for it, but I didn't because I'm like trying to fucking do like all this business shit. Like I've like got people like that I've hired. So I'm like worried about that instead of worrying about my own family and stuff. But um, yeah, but I'm just trying to like work it all out, man. It's just like so much going on. I just feel like it's like my fault. Yeah. I, got, I know it's not, but like in like my it's head. Not, it's yeah. Just and like, I got, I, 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 not that I saw anything online that made me think that, but I just feel like, I feel like you carry that. You're just a, you're still just a kid, bro. As much as you don't feel like it, bro. Maybe one day I'll like, I'll figure it out. I still don't talk to therapists and shit. Like honestly, my therapy is like podcasts and just like sitting in a dark room by myself. Mm. It sounds fucked, and like please don't do this. Like go see someone. But me personally, bro, like I just I rather like keep the pain inside me and keep like the lows to use it as motivation. Mm. It sounds fucked, but I love being sad, bro. And yeah, it's, it's weird. What, what do you, what do you think you love about being being sad? I just don't, I don't know, bro. Like just going through suicide, I just don't feel happy being happy. Like, bro, I literally just traveled the whole fucking world and I come back and I was like, fuck, that was like pointless. Like I literally don't feel happy at all. You know what, man? You're obviously an extremely creative person. You look at whether it be any sort of musician, singers, artists, a lot of the time that awesome creativity comes with a burden like that, that, you have to live with but like if you can find a way to like harness it as a positive thing and obviously all your creativity and everything you're gonna do like you said it doesn't have to define you in a negative way yeah it's positive just mm -hmm. motivation that that experience with with your friend when you were 10 you could take that in so many ways bro you know yeah how, how, do you remember much about it oh dude i remember everything like I've only seen my dad cry three times now in my life. 
And that was the first time I've seen him cry. And he's just like, he walked up to me. I was just chilling on my phone. And I was 10 years old and he's like, look, son, like your best friend's just died. And bro, like, I was just like, fuck, like, I don't have my mom. I got beat up as a kid by my stepdad. Um, my stepbrother used to bully me, like when, well, he's not my stepbrother, like my dad's girlfriend's brother, whatever. He used to bully me when I was a kid. I was bullied in primary school. Um, bro, there's so much that happened. Like, I can't even explain on the podcast yet because it's like that fucking deep with like the legal shit. Um, and yeah, bro, like just hearing my best friend die, like he was all I had at the time. And I was like, fuck, what do I do without this guy? And like, I didn't know how to kill myself. I didn't know what to do. Like, bro, I'll tell you a story. Actually, I was 12 years old and like, I've still got my cut, like cuts on my wrist, but I remember I was 12 years old and I was riding my bike and I saw this girl, she was holding a knife and she slid her wrist. And that was the first time I've ever seen that in like my life. And I was 12 and I saw that and I went home that night and because I saw her in pain, I felt the same. So I, this is the first time I cut myself. I was 12 and I grabbed the knife and I did the exact same thing and it fucking made me feel so happy. And I don't know why, bro, but like just seeing that one girl look so sad and in pain, it's like I connected with her. Didn't even know I didn't say hello or anything. Just grabbed the knife and did it. And fuck, since the age of 12, bro, I cut my wrist to the age of I think 16. Yeah. Um, obviously, I understand that that's uh, – you've had to deal with so much, obviously. So – There's, there's no judgment, but just for anyone listening, obviously, like you would even say like, that's not the right way to go about yeah, it. No, it's, it's not a healthy way to not. process. Because like people trauma. look at you different as well. Like I would walk around school and like, I got picked on cause I went to an all boys school. I used to slip my wrist and like the boys would see it. And cause I played footy as well. It's like a banter environment. And like the boys would be like, just say like, there was one time I remembered off by art. There was a tree with a rope. And the boys would be like, yo, Caleb, go kill yourself. There's a rope over there. And bro, like, they don't understand that at the time. But like, for me, I'd go home and be like, fuck, these motherfuckers don't care. Like, what am I, I doing? Them, yeah, literally. Like, now now I know that. What should all be like, oh, I went to school with that kid. Bro, they did. I fucking you know? saw three of them fuck the other them, day. Bro. Literally. That's what I mean. All that stuff's fucked, bro. It's bullshit. All the stuff they had to deal with, your dickhead stepdad and whatever. Fuck that, bro. That None of that was your fault. You'll figure it out when you figure it out. If you ever want to talk to someone, I've, I don't, certainly don't have the answers. I barely have the answers for myself. But fuck it, bro. You had to deal with what you had to deal with. Now look who you are. You can fucking be whoever you want to be. Bro, honestly, that's how, I, that's how my mindset is. And lucky I met the Tates, bro. Like a lot of people don't agree with what they do or what they say. I don't give a fuck like what they've done in their life. But what they said to me, bro, like I told him my whole story, bro. Like to tell the most famous fucking dude in the world, my story, fucking random kid from Blacktown. I was like, look, bro, I went through this, this, and this. He looked at me dead straight in the eyes with his fucking accent. He's like, Bro, I don't give a fuck. He doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't even give a fuck. It's in the past. Stop living in the past or you're going to be depressed. If you live in the future, you're going to be ang like anxious. And if you live in the present, watch your life change and watch you believe and be happy within yourself. And bro, since that day, I just fucking like live in the present moment. Like right now we're in the present moment. Obviously my past thoughts are coming because like we're talking about it. But every day is just in the present. And like since that, I fucking, I'm starting to like actually enjoy life. Man, it's so crazy. Um, I've had a conversation. I won't say with who because I want to out anyone or anything like that. But young boys, sim similar age to you. And um, obviously he's a very controversial person. But the amount of young people that somehow like he's fucking saved. Well, young men, I would say. Young men. Yeah. 
is ridiculous, bro. Like there was this there's this guy I was speaking to and he said, like, I've been depressed for years, like taking like antidepressants and stuff. And it's like they feed you all this shit, like, oh, you're depressed, you're depressed, take this, take this, take this. And then like he started doing some positive things himself, but then he came across like the Andrew Tate's content and stuff. And just realized what well, I'm it's a fucking choice, bro. I don't I'm not I don't want to fucking be depressed. I'm like, fuck it. All, all that shit's bullshit. And it's crazy. That's not how a psychologist would tell you to do it. But it it's is, crazy yeah. the amount of people just that somehow flipping that perspective, that mindset switch in your head can save so many people. Bro, the thing that killed me, when I got back from the Tates, um, a lot of girls would come up to me and they'd be like, ew, you man, Andrew Tate? I'm like, bro, this guy literally saved my life. Like, do you want me to kill myself? Like, <laughs> So crazy. How bro. does that make sense? Mm. Like, if he's done other shit, like, that's his life. Like, we can't do anything about that. But if he's saying things to inspire us and to make us feel like men, which, we're, which we are, then why can't we listen to that? Mm. Like, we're not listening to, like, the sex traffic, like, sex trafficking and, like, calling girls property. Like, that's nothing. Like, we're not saying that. But, like, the men's mental side of it, like, going to the gym or, like, working on yourself before women, being the first priority, like, that's what we need to hear, bro. We've never heard that in our life. Yeah, bro. And that's the thing. That, like, I am... Um when I first heard about him, it was obviously with all that negative shit. And, and that was the stuff I'm like, oh, bro, I can't, I didn't like that. Cause like, I, I've obviously got a part, but I love obviously women, but like, I would want to, I'm only attracted to women that like I see as an equal or like, I'd want my partner to be an equal. So I didn't like that shit. So I was a bit off him. I was like, yeah, that's to me. You know what? I thought this before I knew anything else. I'm like, bro, clearly this is my first thought. That guy could never get any girls. So in his head, he made him the enemy. But then as I heard more of his shit about, yeah, all the men's mental health stuff. And the thing about that, bro, that's all the stuff that I've already had inside myself. But so many people haven't had that prioritize yourself, work hard, believe in yourself, fuck what they say, prove everyone else wrong. There's so much value in that. There's so much value in all the freedom stuff and, and, and going out on your own. All the other stuff, I don't really look to him. Like, I don't know if he's done bad shit. Obviously, I, I don't think that's fucking sweet. Who knows? Who's ever going to know? Really the truth. It was just the stuff about women. But like you said, yeah, you don't have to. But it's not like we agree with that. Look at all the guys now going to the gym or like wanting to learn kickboxing or like mm. wanting to go out there and be confident with themselves. Yeah. And like, that's what I want to do, bro. Like, that's my purpose as well. Like to inspire men. I want to inspire women as well. Cause there's a lot of girls that hit me up about like relationship advice, which I have no idea about, but I like <laughs> to say like, look, do this, this and this. Or it's like just to, yeah, just generally help people that go through tough times that, if you just work on yourself and you start enjoying little things and being in the present moment, you can like live your life how you want. A hundred percent. I think the only problem is like in today's society, like I can absolutely hate and think it's disgusting what he said about women, but then I can like also separate that view with his other views and like just take it for what it is. But so many people will want to cancel people straight away and not take on the good that they do just because they don't agree with one thing. Um, but how did that whole how did that whole experience happen? Talk to me about the DM you got from that from that guy and from Luke Belmar. Yeah, bro, Luke Belmar has honestly changed my life. He changed my life more than Tate. Mm. So you should look into him, bro. He does a lot of econ stuff too. He's freaking like genius. But um, basically, one of my reels got five million views on Instagram. Um, he basically one of his friends Zach hit me up and sent my account to him, and I get a call at four a.m. in the morning. I was like, like an Instagram call. Yeah, and I was like, fuck, I don't like who's this guy. He had like a <laughs> anime character as his logo as well. I was like, fuck, it's probably just some like random dude. Anyway, I answered it. I don't know why I just did. He's like, AG, hey, what's up? And I blah, blah, blah. We we're talking. 
And he basically just told me he was a multimillionaire. He wanted me to travel the world with him to shoot content for him. And I was like, no fucking way. Like mm. I just left YKTR, made my first 15K month. And now this random freaking millionaire is asking me to travel the world, jump in Lamborghinis, helicopters, meet the Tates. I was like, what the fuck is my life right now? And basically he just called me up. A week later, he gave me another call. I had my mate Daniel helping me out through the process of like making sure it wasn't a scam and stuff. Yeah, it's like, what's his intentions here? What's going on? Bro, literally, I thought like, I was telling my dad about it and he's like, no, nah, you're not going. You're not mm. going. Typical like family, like be safe. Which and is was, fair. You met him in like Albania as well, right? Yeah, bro. That's, that's sketchy as Bro, fuck. my dad kept saying the movie Take and so I was yeah. fucking wigging out. I was like, yeah. please don't be the movie. Like, please don't take my kidneys. But, but I was like- But he's a young guy as well, right? 27, yeah. Mm. But then I thought about it. I told dad, I was like, I sat down with my dad. I was like, dad, what do I have to lose? Mm. Like, fuck, I don't care if I live or die. Like, it sounds bad to say, but I really don't care. So if I go over there, I die. At least I tried. And I went over there, literally changed my whole life. Fucking making money now, doing whatever I want, just because I did and took that risk. What did you do over there? How did, like, what did you learn? How did you, how did you trans transform your life so much? What did he teach you? What did you start doing that you weren't doing? I don't know, bro. This guy's just on a whole new level. Like the shit he knows, he goes a lot into the matrix shit. What I, I don't really What's care the about. Like, I know enough about I don't, it. I don't, yeah, I know it too, but like, I don't really care. Like we mm. can't do anything about the government and stuff. That's what I say, bro. All this shit, right? Like the red pool and stuff. Like, yeah, it's true, but like, we're not going to do anything about That's it. That's the thing. Like some people might feel like that's the mission of their life. Tate, for example. Right. But for all the people there's, a two, uh, there's, there's two sides. There's the people that go along with all the stuff and they don't question anything, which I obviously don't agree with. But there's the people that question everything to the point that they don't do anything with their lives because they are, oh, it's the world's against me, all this shit. Like just, Literally, yeah. we all are living in this fucking earth, whether you love it, whether you hate it, the rules of the planet exist as they are. If you focus first on making your life as epic as you can, then you can really affect the people around you. Besides like the COVID shit, like, just live your life. Literally just focus on you. Mm. Well, that, yeah. In that time, we, you couldn't just do what you wanted, but. Yeah, bro. Like, we we're stuck in a yeah. freaking house. Um, so, what are you doing over there with him? How long were you in Europe for? Um, I was gone for two and a half months. And, bro, honestly, I was, like, that homesick. I was, imagine carrying a camera, 10 kilo bag, your freaking posture's fucked. <laughs> just every day filming this guy. And then, on top of that, not sleeping because you got to travel every two to three days. And, bro, just, like. It was hectic. Like, I'm not going to lie. He taught me a lot. Um, like, he told me this one scenario being a walking Lamborghini. And this is, like, the main thing that stuck with me. It's, like, you walk into a room like a Lamborghini would on the street. It's, like, everyone has to, like, turn and stop and look because you're the best dressed. You smell the best. You have the best hair. You, like, you just groomed like a man. And when he told me that, I was, like, fuck, I want to be a walking Lamborghini. It's, it's so crazy, bro. I, I, I agree with that shit as well. And, like, there's not many guys – male role models that talk about that shit especially in australia bro oh yeah true the thing about australia and like it sounds bad but i want to get out of this country as soon as possible <laughs> but it's like we have no culture and um like bro we just have like like mullets is cool fashion but we need to like be more presented in a cleaner way like i don't know how to describe that in any better way but i don't know i feel like australians are a bit like they're not clean so compared to other countries where they look after themselves they like dress nice I don't know. I feel like we have no fashion over here. We, 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 like we, we th I feel like, yeah, there's certain pockets that, that do here, but I, I, I know what you mean. Like I don't um, fit in or resonate with like the Australian culture either. Like, I don't fit in, bro. I yeah. genuinely don't. I could go overseas, hold my camera and not get judged. Here, if I hold my camera, 
everyone's staring like, who's yeah. this freaking weirdo? It's like, you can't do anything outside the norm in Australia. It's so fucking funny, man. Bro, Why? I was, I was talking to Alex because Alex, knows, yeah, 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 he jumped on the other day. Bro, I talked to him all the time. I was like, what is, what's it like different in America to Australia? And it's just everyone's keen to help each other with content and stuff. Bro, my missus goes and shoots content. Like everyone stops, looks at her, laughs, says something like. Bro, it's whack. So weird about Australia. And I, I don't, I don't like to be, I love, I love Australia as in like, we've got all the basic stuff really down pat, but it's like, if you really want a big, exciting life, it's not really the space, the place to be. Where, where would you, where would you want to live? Or just want to travel around? I just want to keep traveling, but oh, I don't know, man. I just need to keep going to new spots and just figure out which one. The nomad lifestyle though, I don't like, you know how you, I'm. I need I, a home. Like, I love, I need, yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. I, I, I love traveling, but like. Sometimes, like, I just need a reset at home. Yeah, that's why I'm trying to find that mm. reset point. Could be Hawaii, could be Bali. Right now, it's Bali. Like, Bali's my reset. Mm. A but, lot of people have been going to Bali recently. Oh, it's just amazing, bro. Like, it's got everything you need. You've never been, uh, bro. It's just everything you need. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's funny. I'm more of a, like, you know, you said, um, you said someone was more of a city. Oh, Mar- Mariana and Jason, more a city person. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a city person. You know, oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah? Yeah, I'm more island vibe. Like, yeah, yeah. Jump out of a plane. Keep me on the beach. Yeah. That's, yeah. Coconut and ham, fresh fruit. <laughs> That's funny, man. Um, talk to me about when you actually met, um, like, the Tate brothers. How did that go down? Yeah, bro, it was really. Oh, there'll be people that fucking die to know this shit. Bro, it was weird, man. Like, I just walked into the room. This guy has a massive screen and he's just, like, doing three things at once, bro. And you just see his bold-ass head. <laughs> and I'm just standing there with my camera walking in. And he's just, like, a normal dude. And you forget that sometimes with these like high like value individuals because they're like, what's the word? Like they're just famous in a way mm. and you meet him and you're like, fuck you real. And dude, he literally looked like a statue when I met him. I was like, what the fuck? And he's like, sup G. I was like, Hey bro. <laughs> Full shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. Like, well, fuck you're more famous than Caelan Ponga. Yeah. Literally, yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> we walk straight and he's like, Oh, just jump in the cigar room. We'll be in a sec. Fuck. We're like, fuck, what the what hell? What a nuts experience, man. Love him or hate him. The most famous influential person of that moment in the planet, without a doubt. You can't. Yeah. Bro, I met Donald Trump too. No, you didn't. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah, but we walked in the cigar room and I was just like checking out his house and I looked at every little detail, bro. It's like, he just had everything in there. It was like guns with like stacks of money. It was pieces of gold. It's crazy. It was huh? like women everywhere. I was like, man. What was that lifestyle like? you what did you take away from that lifestyle fuck good and bad bro like Mm -hmm. he would be explaining things i can't say too much because like of course yeah yeah yeah. but he would explain like the matrix stuff Mm -hmm. and in my head i'm like fuck like why do you go so deep into that like surely just i don't know it must be a money thing when you get that much money you just your mindset changes and you just i don't know want more but he's just explaining the matrix and like going into detail about money and like he's like fuck what can I do with money? Money's boring. I want to be the most famous guy on the internet. He's like, yeah, I can buy a Lambo, buy 10 of them. It's the same thing. I'm like, fuck, that's like, surely give it to someone else. <laughs> but like, yeah, bro, it's just, oh, I don't know how to explain it, man. It's just so much happened at once. You can very easily lose yourself in all that stuff, Matrix stuff though. Yeah. You know? I don't like talking about it. Honestly, it's like, I don't know, it just makes me feel sad. Bro, I just, I'm just going to do me and Literally, yeah, live just, the best life I can and then, like once you can sort yourself out, motion like how you feel, and then financially, then you can do that to the people around you. And then once you've done that to the people around you, you can do it to the world. That's all I'm fucking interested in. Yeah, exactly. You know I just I mean? want to inspire people for me being me. Mm. 
Now, when did you launch the um, the photography university thing? Tell me about that. Yeah, so it's a filmmaking um, university. It's called Travelpreneur University. Um, I wanted to do a program for ages, bro. Basically, I do group calls. Um, I do one-on-one with some people. And um, just to genuinely help people, like, get into a new side of life and, like, reach their potential. And um, I've got a couple people in there. I've got about 60 students so far. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like up to like 15 of my students are like genuinely killing it, bro. Like started from nothing. And like, they call me, they're like, bro, you've literally changed my life. And like, as a 19 year old, I'm like, bro, we're the same age and I'm helping (laughs) you out. Like that's sick. Yeah. But it's super easy, bro. Like you just have to be the most, like the most kids that I help are the ones that don't even ask questions all the time. They just do it. Mm. And that's my main thing. Like stop thinking and just do. And I have this thing. It's like, why dumb people, like a more successful than like smarter people is because they don't think they just do it. Yeah. That's like, um, I feel like the smartest people don't start businesses. Bro, they think too much. You're yeah. like overthinking. It's just like, why didn't you just relax, figure it out? It's like the scenario where your parents don't know how to parent, but they figure it out on the way. It's just like business. Like you do it, you go out there, you practice, you fail, you win and just see how it goes. So how do you make, if you're someone just getting started, doesn't necessarily have a big following. How can someone like, if they have a nine to five, they don't like, what's the rough steps to starting to make money traveling with your camera, with your iPhone? So there's two ways of doing it. You can be in front of the camera, which I do personal branding. It's what Mr. Beast does. He can sell anything, bro. Like he can sell burgers now. He can sell freaking like literally anything. So my best way of teaching is the personal branding way, or you can do it the company way where you're behind the camera. You don't show your face and it's just pure like beautiful videography where it's like real estate or company stuff, like more the boring side. Mm-hmm. Some people are like, it might be fun for them or like weddings, for example, as well. They're like the higher paying jobs, but then the personal branding, you can like do more fun shit. Like I've filmed yachts before I get to travel and get paid. I filmed uh, the Vin Pell hotel in Ho Chi Minh, which is like the uh, biggest hotel, best hotel in Vietnam. So you can do things like that in the personal branding way because people actually know you and they can trust you easier because your face is in front of the camera. So when people hit me up to do shoots, it's because they know who I am. When you're in a company, you give them a quote. It's a bit harder to like get that trust. You have to sell them harder, which I do teach because like people don't want to show their face. So it's like trying to find a way where you can sell people and give them that belief and trust um, into the product, like which is, oh, the service, sorry. Is it? So, is it? That, that, that makes a lot of sense. I, I, but is it harder for you to then execute that? Like if you're just in Sydney all the time, everyone knows you, you're from Sydney, you go do all this stuff. Is it harder to book work all around the world or is it still, you still find like you can do that? Wait, travel? what do you mean? Like, like, cause you're traveling all around the world, right? Yeah. Are you still able to then book a job in Vietnam, book a job in Sydney, book a job in Europe? Can you still make that work traveling around a lot? Well, like now I'm lucky cause I've got connections and like I've worked up to that. Like I started from nothing, literally. So when people say, oh, you're lucky, it's like, well, no, fuck. I'm literally started from nothing and built myself up to this. Like I've met Hezbollah, Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> like, dude, I've met some random ass people. Uh, but it's not because I know people. It's because I like put myself out there to know people. I call this thing, uh, Luke Belmar actually told me this, the circle. It's like, how can you find a way to get into that circle? So with me, I'm giving a service that this multimillionaire didn't have, which is vlogging using a camera. It's like your product, bro. The hair removal stuff, like people need that. It's a service. It's a product. What do you think 
if you had to like boil it down to like one key ingredient, like you started from like nothing, like you said, really you weren't given all the money or the, exp- uh, all the connections at the start. What's the one ingredient that you think like you would attest a lot of your success to and what you've been able to achieve? Just self-belief. Believe in yourself. And how, how much does hard work go into it from your perspective? Bro, honestly, I've worked my ass off. Like my mates call me crazy. People dare me all the time saying like I'm unhealthy because I don't sleep. But like I genuinely don't sleep because while everyone's asleep, I'm working. And like um, I'm not a fan of Kobe Bryant. Like I didn't really watch him, but he always woke up early and stayed up late to put more hours in. And it's just more hours you put in, the more like reward you're going to get, obviously. If you can work the hardest out of everyone, you're guaranteed success, I feel. But I don't feel like you have to, for, for, for your whole life, just work to be successful because I feel like if I was to do that, I don't think that's success. Oh, no, 100%. Bro, I'm working less now because like I've set myself up to that point. The reason I stay up late now is to make sure my university's the best. I'm studying my podcast to make it like the best podcast for mental health. Um, I'm doing my videography business because I want to start like giving people in my university a chance to get their name out there quicker as well through like my own company where they can just go, boom, take a client, boom, take a client. And they get like legit like 90% of the cup or I don't even need the money. It's like giving them the opportunity. And um, yeah, just my personal branding. Talk, Talk to me about your podcast. The, the reasoning behind it, the na- yeah, it's an interesting um, name. Yeah, so tickophobia means fear of failure. And bro, it's genuinely what I have. Like I'm afraid to fail. I don't have a choice. Like I want to succeed. But you, you also understand that failure is a part of any any person's success. I'm still afraid of it, man. <laughs> Ask Ice, I'm sure he'd say the same thing. I'm sure Tate's fucked up a million things. You mate. Oh, I fucked up a lot of times too, bro. But I'm like afraid of it. Like I don't want to fail. Mm. Like I want to keep succeeding. Yeah. I guess you can disagree. Like it's fine. No, like, no, I, no. I just mean for me, what I have, I don't have a fear of failure because I didn't give a fuck <laughs> what I, what I have a fear of. And this is like a deep thing within me is unfulfilled potential. Ooh. So it's kind of yeah. similar. Yeah. You know, I, like I, I need to get the most out of myself in my life. That's if, if I was to die and look back on my life and I visualize so many times, so clearly all these things I need to do while I'm here and, and will do. If I fucking take a wrong path and I don't do that and play it safe or I do something that I know wasn't in alignment with me, that's what I really fear. Yeah, I like that. Um, and a tickophobia, you said you want to make it the best podcast in the mental health space. Bro, no one's really talking about mental health. Like genuinely no one. I like looked into the market. Like I've looked into like a lot of the markets. Like no one's doing a university at the age of 19 to teach people how to live they live the life they want as a videographer as well. No one's doing a mental health podcast. They talk about mental health, but it's not actually based around how you can like be better at like, I want to get psychologists on. Mm. Um, I've got Alex on to talk about fitness and health. Like I want to get all these different people on. I'd love to get you on bro. Honestly, that'd be sick. Yeah. hundred percent. And we just talk about mental health and like the different disorders as well to help specific people out. Like I want to do a, I've got it all planned out. Um, OCD, PTSD, depression, anxiety, um, schizophrenia, like all these episodes just to help people and like basically um, give a connection and relationship. Because bro, when you're sad, 
all you want is a connection. Like you want to feel that someone's going through the same thing. And it honestly fucking like helps you that much. So if I can help at least 10 people a day with that, like imagine you had OCD and you were lost, but then I made a podcast and you heard like, we're going through the same thing. It's like, fuck, I can relate to him. And then boom, that's a connection right there. And then like, that's a lifetime, not only fan, but like it's a relationship one day, you never know. So, yeah. And you see how like coming back to that connection to your purpose, like how everything you've had to go through is like serving such a good fucking thing long-term, you know? Yeah. It's crazy, huh? It All is, the fucking right. shit you had to deal yeah. with is actually starting to now create a positive for yourself, for the world, for the universe, for everyone you meet that comes across your content. Well, bro, it's funny. Like no one realizes how hard it is. Like I could have chose the easy option, taking drugs, party every weekend, do nothing with my life. Or I go the other route where I take the fucking craziest risk, do whatever the fuck I want and like work my ass off. So what, what, what's next for you? What's the vision for the next few years of your life look like? Bro, honestly, like I've got some crazy goals. Like I want to build my own university one day, like have a massive as university for like entrepreneurs. Like you'll have e-com, you'll have like how to own your own clothing business, like a bunch of cool shit like that. Um, I don't know. I'm too creative, bro. Like I just see all these <laughs> things, but um, I want to do that. I want to have like my own studio as well where I can teach like photography live and stuff like that as well. Um, I want my podcast to grow. On my social media to grow, I want to be posting on YouTube, like weekly vlogs. I want my Instagram to get to like a mil this year. I don't know. I got so many plans, bro. Like I've it's written so it all It's so crazy out. at 19 to be thinking yeah, like this. That's fucking epic, bro. Well, I've just been around the good, like the right people, honestly. Like I get to surround myself with people like you that are like actually successful. Like bro, I'm on this podcast. Like it's mad. Like crazy, man. But like I was, I was 24 when I started the business. You got five years ahead of I mean, now what you could achieve by the time you're 30, bro, if you stick to this and like you commit to um, believing yourself like you already do, but commit to maybe like working on those things, like not blaming yourself for shit. You know what I mean? Like this guy, once you, as you continue to grow, bro, and, and mature and you figure some of this stuff out, whenever it feels right to you at your own time, at your right pace, bro, the sky can be the limit. That's the know? best thing, bro. That's why it's so exciting for me because like you're older than me, obviously, and I get to listen to you. And you've gone through these experiences. So I'm learning from you and it's like, fuck, I can't wait to hit that moment. For sure, bro. You're already well on your way. Um, for anyone that's interested to, to obviously just check out your content, potentially learn from you, work from you, see all the epic shit you post, where's the best place that people can find you? Yeah, just my Instagram, at Caleb.Coronius. It's Coronius, by the way. Coronius? Coronius, Greek. Oh, okay, yeah. Fine. Yeah, so. My bad. <laughs> no, no. I wonder how many names I've posted. <laughs> bro, we had this, um, <sighs> fucking hell, we had this comedian on. And I practiced his name so many times. Who was it? So Asuran Jaimana. And Is that right? No. Nah. <laughs> I think it's right. Um, but I watched a, I was doing research and I watched a podcast with him of people that were saying it the wrong way. I fucked it up. I'm like, I practiced it so many times. So, Dude, I had a question for you real quick. Oh, yeah. Ask away. What was the deepest thing you've ever gone through and how did you overcome it? <sighs> if you ask me... Uh, 24 hours ago, um, for sure I would have said losing my granddad because my granddad was my hero. He was my best friend. Um, he was absolutely everything to me. Like I said, I didn't meet my dad till I was 15. And even then, like, it wasn't like a, it was like, oh, this guy is your dad. We have good relationship connection, but it wasn't like, oh, he's your dad. My granddad was everything for me. Um, fucking adored him so much. And then he had Alzheimer's, got Alzheimer's. So the last five, six years of his life, 
and I acted for a while and like when when you're an actor you have like a lot of the time you have like an element of truth like a substitution to like if you need to connect to something emotionally like who what do you think about who do you use it was 99 or oh, 90 percent of the time it was him I just had such an emotional connection to him I would have said losing him um but it, it was made easier for me in, in, in a way because he had Alzheimer's and it was five, six years, it was like a slow process and you could mentally prepare yourself. And I knew, even though as much as he was like a father to me, I always knew he was a, a, the grandparent age. So you kind of prepare yourself for, for losing them. But now going just from, this is so fresh, but like I said, from, from the conversation I was having last night and those realizations, without a doubt in my mind, like that's the biggest trauma I've ever had to deal with. Like, being taken, not taken, like, and again, I want to make this clear. Like I 100% agree with and love my mom for the decision she made, but I had to deal with that at, at five years old, be way more mature than a five-year-old should have to be. And like, that's the thing I ask people, like everyone's like, yeah, you, you handled it fine. But I fucking, I internalized all that shit, bro. Um, I feel like you hide your emotions a lot. Yeah, of course I've had to, bro, since yeah. I was five. That's what I realized. So self-sufficient um, to, 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 to a fault. Like, because when you get into a your serious relationship and you're like at the age where like a family's around the corner, you can't be like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so all of that, bro, and like I can't remember anything from it. So I feel like I fucking blocked it out. And I want to like – not that I, it's just so interesting, bro. I'm, I've, for a long time, I've been addicted to personal development and it's always been for me like building the next level up, up, up. Now I'm got to the phase where like, not that I've maxed that out. Like there's still so much more I can learn and do and improve in myself. It's like, I'm at this stage and I've always said, oh, there's nothing that I need to go back and heal. And it's not that I need to heal it. It was just an understanding of fuck all that happened and what I had to do and this is why I've become this sort of a person, but I'm now at this stage of my life where I'm going back to the foundation again and, and looking at that and exploring all that. So I'd love to talk to a therapist, like a really good therapist, just to not to like, Hey, come here for any particular, I just want to understand. More like reflecting in a way. Reflect, or? but help me remember and help me understand what happened to make me the way I am. You know what I mean? And yeah. I, I wouldn't want to change the way I am. It's served me so well. It's how I'm here. It's how I have so much self-belief. It's why I work so hard. But like I'm always, I've, I've realized like a big lens of mine that I see the world is like protection. Like always felt like and feel like I have to protect myself in every situation, but it's become so ingrained inside me that it's subconscious that I don't do it consciously. But there's always that because I had to do that from such a young age to survive essentially. And what I realized as well, like not only was my granddad all those things, bro, my granddad was my guardian angel, man. He was the, no, the person I could go to. And nothing else mattered. Yeah, fuck, bro. That'd be tough. Yeah. And then my mum my was like my safe space in that house amongst strangers, you know? So I think it was that for me, that experience. And I, I didn't – I'm still figuring it out. But so yeah, you're still bro. trying to overcome it in a way? Or? Uh, not overcome it. it. It's not something that and, – and, and, and that part that I uh, stick by, it's not something I need to overcome. And we don't necessarily – when we look back at, at things that happen, we don't necessarily need to overcome them. I think just an understanding of it a little bit deeper because there's certain things 
like I said, that served me in a lot of really good ways, but there's certain ways you get to certain parts of your life and this will happen with you in, in certain parts when you get older. Things that have happened to you that you've used and will to, and you've used the trigger or, or, or a bit of trauma to create some new skill set or create this new protection mechanism, it'll come to a place where that no longer serves you and you need to, okay, then go back and think about that to then, you know, be able to not let anything limit me. I don't want to live a life limited by anything. Yeah, that's sick. So sometimes I feel like I'm at this stage, I might have to go in, inward a little bit to not let anything limit me at all. So you're doing that now as well? Or? Yeah, just randomly came up last night and we're talking about it. And yeah. Fuck, that's good, man, honestly. I know, bro. It's that's so good. random for, for, for me to, to, to talk about this sort of stuff. Like I've sort of realized like I don't – because I was an actor, like I don't struggle to be – vulnerable in the sense of talking about emotions or crying when I watch a movie or whatever. So I thought that meant I didn't struggle to be vulnerable, but I've realized I struggled to be vulnerable in ways where there's consequences on me and potential risk on me. So I just become so self-sufficient and it serves me 95% of the time, 99% of the time, but there's certain situations that I want to be able to open myself up to maybe being hurt because that that's where life is when you when you live life with risk you know that's where the excitement is not that i ever want to be hurt but like do you know what i mean like i've taken it so far to the extreme i don't need fucking well, bro, that's the best thing about life like you're meant to go through sadness you're meant to go through heartbreak you're meant to go through and it's just the fucking heartbeat bro mm. and like it's so cool that you're going through that like it's, it's cool and sad like oh, it's, it's, it's like, just it's, life bro. it's life yeah I and it's a good it's a feeling big bro. unlock to, to realize that for me so yeah Crazy, I'm keen man. for you, bro. It's gonna be sick. Yeah, it'll I'm be keen fun. To, like a fun ride. Yeah, the updates and stuff. So yeah, look, man. Yeah, it's just I think the first step is just understanding. And like I said, there's I have no regrets about anything that happened. I wouldn't change anything that happened, but just understanding that I think will be powerful for me to move forward in certain ways. Just one thing, bro. As a videographer, please document this. I should. Eh? No, like I'm telling well, you, this, right is, now, this bro, happened. Yeah, I should. Yeah, I documented my whole suicide story last year. You yeah. have to document. I'll show you. I'll show you something. Like that. Um. Look at this. I was writing and just voice to text last night. I don't, I don't want stuff to be seen, but look at how long it goes. Fuck, I'll try. It's all just voice. Bro, I do the same thing. That's I'll fucked. That. Well, you wrote that last night. Yeah. Voice Damn. to text. So there's some typos and shit, but yeah, it's because I want to, I want to, I want to document Bro, that that's shit for myself. Deep, dude. Holy well. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy, huh? Bro, that's good. It just shows like some people are just on the same like, you just think the same, bro. Mm. I don't even like know you really and you don't know me. And the fact like I can relate to you on that, it's just like, it's crazy, dude. Like you should be proud of yourself. Yeah, I am. And I never, I never realized that this was a, a weakness of mine. Not, not a weakness. I never, I never acknowledged it until now. So I think, I think in a way it's like a journal. It's like a, I think Anyone that needs to go through a phase of growth, they should look for ways to do stuff like Literally this. Literally document it. Best advice, document it. If, it, like it's, if it's writing it down mm -hmm. or if it's filming it. Bro, I look at my suicide video and like I know it's going to inspire people because I've watched it and it's made me cry a thousand <laughs> times. My mates have cried. Bro, you have no idea who you inspire with that. It could be one person. It could be a thousand people. Yeah. Just because you simply wrote it at the time how you feel. It's like Adele, bro. She wrote a song when she was going through heartbreak. Yeah. It's like that 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 video of you screaming in the car was that that that's in my docker yeah was that that night yeah 
So basically I filmed me like basically I had a shower. I'll basically run you through the night. I had a shower. Um, no one was home. Um, I went in my room. I sat there, talked in front of the camera. I was like, look, I'm going to gamble on my life. If I live, I have a purpose. If I don't, then I don't have a purpose. And I drove in my car. It feels weird saying it, bro, because I obviously had to set my camera up. And people will say this to me all the time, but it's like, obviously, I'm going to film it. I'm a filmmaker. I film everything. So I just placed it there. And because I have schizophrenia, you hear these like whispers in your ear. So just say I'm driving. It's like a little whisper. It's like, crash, crash, don't crash, crash, crash. Like, that's what I hear, bro. And it's fucked. And it happens at the worst times too. Like I was on a plane last night. It's like, I hope this plane crashes and kills everyone. It's like, fucked. It's like, I feel like a fucking, like I'm insane. But um, basically I just set the camera up and I was just like being myself. I was like screaming. I was like, fuck, like get the fuck out of my head. Cause I was literally talking to myself. And then I stopped my car. I set the camera up. I like film myself doing it, which I won't post because like obviously can't, but um, I just did it all on camera, bro. And then, yeah, film the whole year. And you can just, the best thing about it is it starts off in the car at nighttime screaming. I'm not, I don't want to spoil it, but at the end of the video, it's like daytime and I start screaming because I'm happy. And like, yeah, it's just gone, bro. It's fucking hectic. Where are you going to release it? What's the plan for that? Dude, I need to release it ASAP, but I've been fucking doing so much, but. Are you just going to YouTube or are you going to... YouTube, yeah. Oh, I'm talking to a guy to hopefully get it on Netflix. But yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah, if it gets on Netflix, bro, fuck. We we'll use all these connections, get it somewhere. Oh, well, I know a guy that can like exactly. do his best to get it on. So I'll probably go to Philadelphia over there and hopefully he can get me on. How long, how long is it? It's a big process, bro. So basically I have to have like a trial and they play a bunch of um, documentaries on the screen. It's literally like a footy trial. They write it down. What's the video? Like the best documentary. But I basically told the guys like, bro, this is so personal to me. And like, I've watched this video and like, this will literally inspire so many people. So I'm keen for it, bro. It's honestly my best project I've ever done in my life. And one day my goal is like, before I die, I want a movie to be made for the Cronius name. It's literally my goal. You might think I'm crazy, but like, I genuinely want that. Oh, trust me. I'm the last person to think that would be crazy. Yeah. Well, so, you understand. So I understand. It's so funny. Um, That'll happen if you, if you really wanted to. Oh, bro, I believe it. Like it's gonna happen. So funny. I've I've got. I know. I know actually because I saw the ice thing that you're going to go back to speak at your school one day. Yeah. I've gone back to speak at my school a couple times. Oh, have you? Yeah, yeah. Um, which is awesome. Like, bro, all the because I went to Kasula High, bro, public school. You went to yeah. Yeah, I'm right. from I grew up in yeah, Preston. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, um, I yeah, yeah. I went to Kasula High. Like, I didn't have any role models in my life. No one that started businesses. Very like normal lower middle class family. Like. Didn't fucking have a lot of money. Didn't travel with my family. None of that shit. So going back and talking to them. And I've always had I had this one goal when I started the business. I, I wanted to get invited back to speak to the school. And then that happened. And I remember thinking in my head, see, like, that's crazy. And then I had another goal one day. And this is like some people like, oh, you're so much ego. Right? Whatever. Fuck it. I didn't care. Like, they had this goal, which I never said to anyone. Like, I want to have, like, a building named after me. Because um, like, obviously, I'm going to do something for the school to, to do yeah. it. And I was talking to my old year advisor. This would have been a couple of years ago. You know, this is like for maybe the second time I went back to speak. He goes, you know, there's going to be a building named after you here one day. Fuck, dude. Congrats, I said, man. I said, bro, you're going to laugh, but I know. So. Bro, the whole podcast, we've just talked about self-belief. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah. Something I've, yeah, I'm, I've been very lucky to, 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 to have so much self-belief from a young age because 
I was surrounded by so much love at the same time that I that was in that weird situation. So I wouldn't change it for the world. Nah, it's good, bro. Mm. All good. I think that's the end, eh? Done. Look at that. One, one, one. The time to finish. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode or you got something out of it, do yourself a favor. Do me a favor. Do your friends a favor and share this with them and they can come along on this journey with us. Thanks again and I'll see you next time.